Welcome everybody to the Magic Beans podcast. We are back again for episode number 86. I am your host tonight and my name is Shorty and I have just one bean and uh, a few, what, what have we decided to call them, bean sprouts <laughs> on, on the line with me tonight. So uh, this, is, this is something new new and interesting, but uh, tonight we have Chewy. How's it going, Chewy? I'm well, mate. How are you? Pretty good. And uh, yeah, we're joined by a couple of guests in the form of Reese. All the way from Perth. How's it going, Reese? Not too bad at all. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to have you. And we also have Dark Flame Ash from our Discord coming from Brisbane or, or Sunshine Coast, I think we worked out. How are you going? Yeah, Sunshine Coast. Yes, good. Very nervous to be here. <laughs> well, uh, we are called the Magic Beans and uh, that is an insult. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't feel uh, too starstruck or nervous tonight. Cause we're a very we're professional just... outfit here, Shorty. What are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, for those who watched the One Day Historic event, Ash uh, joined us for commentary on that. So, maybe a familiar voice to, uh, to those that follow us on Twitch. So, welcome back, Ash. And uh, Reese, one of my oldest magic friends. Uh, well over 15 years, I'd say, we've known yeah. each other through this game. So, Which, which uh, means you've got you nothing nice to say about him. <laughs> no. I did call a judge on him once for, ab- for what was absolutely no reason. So, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're that playing was probably, against children. probably a legitimate yeah. reason. Yeah, there's, there's some sort of reason in there. <laughs> Run, running late. Yeah. Running late. Yeah, judge yeah, yeah. My Behind opponent, the time. My opponent keeps making terrible jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you would be DQ'd from every event if that was uh, something Life you could call judges for. Exactly. <laughs> I'd like to sign up, but no. Just yeah, no. Yeah. There's a picture of me at every sign up. Do not let this man in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, we a uh, couple of the beans tonight were uh, were unavailable for various reasons, and, and I didn't know if I was going to make it tonight. So, uh Chewy reached out, and yeah, we're just uh, really lucky to have some awesome people in our community that wanted to jump on and uh, yeah, get their voice out there to you awesome people that uh, listen to our podcast each and every week for some strange reason, unknown reason that you actually listen to us. But uh, yeah, these are a couple of people who've uh, been involved in our community for a little while and yeah, giving the, giving the commentating a bit of a crack and uh, yeah, now jumping on the podcast. So Really glad to have you guys. Thank you for joining us, and uh, I'm sure you'll have plenty to contribute to the cast tonight. But before we get into that, Chewy, do you want to tell everyone about our awesome sponsors? Speaking of contribution to the cast, uh, yeah, massive shout out to Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They are our sponsors of the cast as well as our tournament series, and we'll talk a little bit about our upcoming league in this episode but uh yeah josh and pats are a facebook auction group where you can jump on and bid on physical magic cards they have auctions every single night premium auctions on the weekend and when you do win an auction pick up a bargain please tell them that the beans sent you and shorty will put the link to their website which will direct straight to their uh facebook page in the show notes so uh, go and check that out, and yeah, you won't be disappointed. They uh, are a great service. Full-time auctioneer, super fast postage, excellent communication, second to none. Best place to buy cards on the internet. <laughs> Ash, I believe you you get regular, I don't know if you get them from Pat, but I believe you get regular uh, deliveries of Magic cards. Yeah, that time Spiral Box was from Pat, and <laughs> nice. I, I do have singles just... That came with that as well. <laughs> Very nice. good. Yeah, good. I just good got a uh, I got a letter from P- 
hat uh, just just yesterday. Nice. Somehow managed to beat, come arrive dry despite all the what rain we've been having. So <laughs> great job on the shipping. Do recommend Josh and Pat. Very good. Yep. Perfect. C- certainly do. They do a very good job, and uh, yeah, the support that they show us is awesome. Uh, allows us to do all the all the different things we do and all the events that we run. So yeah, can't shout them out enough. All right, so a few things to get into tonight, and uh, yeah, the first one uh, we're going to look at, we've actually had some more bands, which is a little bit surprising. I mean, we've we've been through a period, we've talked about, it, talked about it plenty of times on the podcast, been through a period of heaps and heaps of bands, and uh, we thought maybe we were past that now, you know, Eldrain's going to be rotating out soon, and Modern Horizons seem to be fine like lots of powerful cards nothing nothing too crazy and then out of nowhere in in the space of a week we've had two bands so ash do you want to give us a run through on uh, the two bands that we've had this week well first one is for the standard 2022 event that's currently running on arena it's only for that so you can regularly play it in standard and all that until it becomes banned in real life (laughs) which which would probably will be possibly yes (laughs) the book of exile deeds exalted deeds that one yeah yeah there you go (laughs) it is in the new dungeons and dragons set it's basically with it's like game three at the end of the turn if you have if if you have game three um end turned you know three three angel but if you pay the three to sacrifice it, you get a little counter, which means you can't lose the game and your opponents can't win the game. So that works really well with uh, a land that's in standard that just happens to have the changeling ability, right? So you you turn your uh, your creature land, uh, whose name is completely escaping me. Shorty, Faceless Haven. Faceless Haven, yep. Yeah, uh, Faceless Haven. Into what is effectively a platinum angel and and you can't you can't lose the game so so if just for that event uh they have banned that just because that seems really unfun particularly if two players uh both have that combo going which is uh a- i i have heard of a third card that potentially just makes it you know gives indestructible is the tyrem's tyri it sanctum sanctum yeah it turns uh, a god legend uh, indestructible if memory serves right yeah yeah so. Oh, and because Faceless Haven's Changeling, it, it's got that creature type too. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. So you can make your land indestructible so they can't blow it up. That's a, that's basically the only way to interact with it because once your Faceless Haven is no longer a creature uh, past the end of the turn, it's the only way to deal with that uh, ability that's on it is by blowing up the land. So, yeah, that'd be fun. Like, uh, you know, fun to make it so with. your opponent, <laughs> opponents can't win and you can't lose and then make it so they can't destroy your land and uh, just sit there. I did actually hear, I was listening to the Arena Craft podcast, which is Covert Go Blue and uh, Arjuna. Good podcast if you're if you're into playing on Arena a lot. And that, uh, CGB was talking about it that um, he played against, I can't remember who he played, a, a well-known person sort of up, up in Mythic, and he got got the combo locked out and and they base both basically just sat there doing nothing <laughs> for like an hour or so sort of thing it's just like this you can't win i can't lose <laughs> it's just it literally comes down to who's going to concede who, who wants to get on with their day uh, and who's stubborn enough to stay in this match so reese as a 
someone who gravitates towards the more controlling strategies. That's like your dream scenario, right? Well, it's funny because I've been playing Mono White Control uh, in Standard before this the, the Book of Exalted Deeds was printed, and I hadn't heard of the combo until um, like just yesterday. And so, well, I was, but I wasn't at home. So as soon as I got back to my PC, I converted the Mono White Control to a snow build, and I. But I thought that because I was so far behind the clock, I'm bringing it out of the sideboard. So I'm now all excited about this shiny new toy, and I'm hoping it doesn't get banned. <laughs> and just while I'm while I'm on this, uh, if I if I may, the I think apropos of nothing. Um, the best way to deal with this card is now a card called Waking the Trolls. So make of that what you, what you will. Uh, yeah, aptly <laughs> named, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Ash, you said this is just for the standard 22, 2022. There's too many twos. Standard 2022 event that's currently on on Arena. Is that correct? Yes, but, you know, you, You're expecting that to, to happen... Maybe when we actually get to rotation, or you think we'll actually get a legit ban in standard? I think rotation, I've seen uh, people think about hints of Innistrad might balance it, especially with rotation with that set. Um, at the moment, as far as I found out, there's about three cards currently in standard that can destroy a land. So, okay. Y- yeah, so there's, there's ways to deal with it. That uh, that Reese said. Now, now Reese, as a mono white player, I know that you'd probably want to convert it to the cream, the off white, and the beige. And there's no such thing as too many twos <laughs> with that. No. So very very niche cricket reference there that only about one percent of it. In, in yeah. my so, yeah. So any Richie Benno fans out there will be laughing. Everyone else will be going, "What on earth is huh? yeah. you talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, the one thing. Oh, sorry, if no, I just go. jump in real quick. Um, the uh, on Innistrad. So I think if they haven't didn't specifically have any cards that might be able to deal with this combo already. They might be in a bit of a break glass in case of emergency situation. Um, so I would expect that, given that they probably don't want to ban a card from their new set, when they can still bring in answers to it, like they've got answers now, they can they can re- prepare answers for it for Innistrad. I would expect to see something that can deal with it. I can't see them So something like a, it. a Ghost Quarter, or what was the one from the Ixalan set that you've got a basic? What was that? Land the that is that's field of ruin. Field of ruin, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. so, so ghost quarter. So field, field, field of ruins. ruins. Field of ruins currently in standard. Uh, it's in Theros. Does Theros rotate? I can't remember. Yes, yes. Yeah. It does. Okay, rotate. so yeah, I, I would expect. I mean, you never know with wizards. I would expect that we're probably going to see field of ruin in the in one of the Innistrad sets. Bring um, back I mean, molten rain. I was about to suggest <laughs> that, and I was I was going to ask Shorty as our resident mono red aficionado. Let's Would just you? go stone rains. Just just give me some birds of paradise and stone rains, and we're we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> that that sounds uh, like a healthy standard format, right? Yeah, there. yeah, love it. Hmm. So yeah, I mean, it, like this this standard twenty twenty two event that's running will run up until uh, Innistrad releases and rotation happens, and it's only best of one. And I think that's why they're why they're banning it now because it's a special event, so it. They can get away with banning it, and it doesn't affect anybody. No one's, you know, getting uh, losing their wild cards and things like that because of it. And because it's only best of one, they don't want they don't want to ruin people's experience of playing the you know the new fancy format sort of thing by having this two card combo that's extremely hard to interact with. So I don't I don't blame them for that. I think it's a good idea, uh, and yeah, it'll just be interesting to see if there is some sort of answer for it when uh, when rotation happens and. If it shows up in best of three magic at the moment, is the last time they preemptively banned a card? So they they errated 
the pirate guy that stole the yeah, thing. Yeah, hostage taker. But the, I think the last time they preemptively banned was all the way back, going back a long way into like memory jar, right? So I this isn't a preemptive bit. This yeah. is different, but yeah, I it, yeah, hope I, they have it, a way it, to deal with it. I guess it just depends how how much it becomes part of the format. Like in reality, it's three mana to cast the book of book of exalted deeds, and then on the following turn, you need six mana to get it going because you need three to activate your faceless haven, and then you can well you can use the faceless haven to activate itself, and then you need another three mana for the book. So if standard at the moment, if you're not winning the game by then, you, you're probably doing things wrong. There's enough powerful things going on. So, yeah, it'll just be whether or not once we have rotation and Eldrain goes and uh, that power level drops right down if, if that becomes a problem. So we will uh, keep an eye on that and see what happens. Uh, have either of you guys played, or any of you guys, I know I'm pretty sure Chewie hasn't, but uh, Ash or Reese, have you played in the 2022 standard thing? No, I I wasn't. I actually wasn't aware of the queue until, until I heard okay. the announcement. Yep. You, I have tested it okay. more so about two games. I, okay. I was trying the um, ones where they have the pre-cons, you know, the pre-cons. Oh, uh, yeah. The, um... now, now, Ash, I have to stop you there. So you've played two games. That is more research than the Magic Bands are used to, okay? So, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you could just stop showing us up a little, that would be good. Yeah, we, we don't actually play Magic. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's how much time I spend. I just, you know, yeah. go into things that are new. Yeah, from, from what I've been hearing on podcasts, for most content creators that they have stopped playing normal standard and are playing standard 2022 because uh, they're just over over standard and they will only play it if they really have to. So, uh, yeah, interesting. I, I might have to delve into that format and we can report back on that in the next couple episodes. Uh, let's move on to the next banning. Uh, what do you got there, Ash? A hull breacher. So yep. it's, a, it's a commander banning. If an opponent would draw a card except for the first one, they draw in each of their draw steps. Instead, you create a token. Um, it is a two and a blue, and it is a mofo pirate with flash. So you create a treasure token, is that correct? Yep. Yes, you create a treasure token. Yep. So this card seems pretty obnoxious. Right? So one uh, a, a member of the podcast who's not on tonight would uh, would like to use this in one of their commander decks, I believe, uh, in, in Cracker with his wheel deck. So I think, uh, I think the, I guess, the combo or the way this card gets abused and probably why it's been banned in commander is you play this dude and then you play a Wheel of Fortune. I draw seven, yeah. You draw seven and you make a whole bunch of treasures because all of your opponents are meant to be drawing seven cards. And uh, they you don't make get X to. times seven treasures. Yes. yes. Correct. And then if you had like Goldspan Dragon on the field, it would just be, <laughs> be 14. That's salt in the wounds, the Goldspan Dragon. Yeah, wow. That's channel is what that is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I can see that being a problem in, in that sort of quote-unquote casual format of commander yeah yes very casual yeah and there's a uh the i think the announcement references you know notion thief and narset and and things so it's you know promotes a pretty narrow deck building choice you know it's like in, in a format that promotes everybody doing what they want to do you can build whatever you want it's commander and you know, this probably has a home in C EDH. If people want to do broken combos, that's fine, as long as you know what you're signing up for. But if you just want to play your, you know, mono black zombies deck or, you know, your shrine enchantment deck, whatever you want to do, and then somebody rocks up and does this, it, it does 
you know, take the fun away from mm. the, the game. Kind of feels like anti-magic a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So yep. have, have you ever cast this in, in Commander? Anybody here on the cast tonight? I would be looking to put it in my fiance's Merfolk deck. Um, I'm making, making as part of my return to magic. I built, I'm building her and me a Commander deck agent because her favourite Disney movie is The Little Mermaid. Making her <laughs> nice. a Merfolk deck. <laughs> Does she have a, have a deck with lots of crabs in it because of the Sebastian in the thing as well? No, uh, okay. no, no I, I might be going um, too deep. <laughs> uh, making making a crab deck is too close to rogues for my liking. Ah, uh, yeah, we don't want that. We don't want that. Remember, we're yeah, going to keep it PG, rogues. by the way, Reese. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. When are, you uh, Ash, about are you a commander player at all? Uh, I do play a bit, and that's how I started in Magic. Okay. I just went to my local store and saw a whole guys playing commander. One of them gave me a turn. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, commander's a. Uh, an interesting format to be introduced to for magic because uh, there's a lot going on like we've we have friends that have basically gotten into magic through seeing us playing commander and yeah it's it's a pretty there's a lot going on in commander when you've got four players and everyone's decks are doing crazy things and yeah I, I, it's probably not the best way to learn but well, it's fun although sometimes. it seems to work I, I think a lot of people uh, are intrigued by well, that. And you've got the, more of that social aspect of like you're sitting there with four people playing the same game. It's like playing almost like playing a board game together, and you know you, you've got a lot of that sort of interaction, and that's probably why people sort of get sucked into it. Like at my store, there are days before Commander tournaments at night where they just sit there and all they do is play Commander throughout the day. That sounds awesome. Yep. So, yeah, <laughs> it sounds awesome. <laughs> Who's got time for that? Time to time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, so, yeah, I think uh, from what I've been hearing, most people uh, agree with the whole Breacher ban. I remember the first time I saw that card, I, um, it was probably in one of Chris's decks. He's always got powerful uh, powerful commander decks and has access to all the cards. Uh, first time I saw it and read it and it was like, oh, okay, this is uh, weird. And then you kind of think about it and go, oh, hang on, this just ruins everyone's fun because <laughs> so much of commander is about just drawing lots of cards so you can stay in the game and when you don't get to do that and your uh, your opponent does and they get all the treasures it is not good so yeah probably a good thing to see all right yeah, so i'm not not sad about it yeah next topic on the docket uh is the limited format of D D. so we're actually kind of hoping to have Stu on tonight because uh, I know he's been playing a fair bit of limited. But Chewy, you've also been playing uh, a decent amount of limited. And I've been from, from what I'm hearing because it's awesome. It's good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's it's real limited in in the sense that there's not uh, you just got to build a good deck. There's yeah. not cycling. It's not. There's no cycling. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You actually or, have or to the think mill about. Deck. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so. What I was surprised about, so I guess we'll get into like the sealed or draft, but like first impressions of the format is it struck a really good balance between a highly synergistic set and a core set. And, you know, we've seen a lot of synergistic sets, um, where there, there are, you know, we've seen an enchantment, um, set and we've had artifact sets and tribal sets and things in recent memories where everything was about synergy and, those limited formats, for me at least, have a limited lifespan because it's just like, oh, these are the defined archetypes and you was just it, was got that to draft a joke? those. Uh, no, it was not, but it was a pretty good one. Uh, I'm getting to the point now where I'm subconsciously making puns, Shorty. So, <laughs> uh, so it is this where this seems really diverse and there's a lot to explore 
here and because it's not yeah there's there's not like set lanes as such you know there's there's archetypes absolutely and the the class enchantments are you know a good signpost of what you kind of should be doing but it it's not really a narrow signpost it's 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 a it's a pathway not a lane if that makes sense like you can you can take it wherever you want and it's it's been really fun like any color combination seems to be playable uh it you don't have to necessarily have bombs although like any core set format you know bombs are definitely a thing but certainly something over my limited career that i've gone to is sometimes just just build a functional deck just build a good deck with two drops and removal spells, and you know you can, that tends to be the case for core sets. Like yeah, they are, but it's 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 not toned just down that. that little bit. Yep, yeah, it's got it, extra stuff in it. Yeah, yeah, there's more yeah, to cool. it. So it's it feels like a really good format. So uh, I've done uh, uh, a handful of sealed events and and a handful of drafts. Probably not as many as Stu or uh, like J Mud Hemsey and a couple of other, a couple of others on our. Uh, on our yeah, the, the limited channel's been going off in the Discord this this last week, which is good to see. Well, everyone's overstanded. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a a, a really, really fun uh, experience to, to draft. So from a sealed perspective, uh, I, I've i had a couple of, I guess, polar opposite experiences and then a couple in the middle. So I had a, I had a sealed deck that was just, it was really uninspiring and unexciting. And I, that was one of the moments where I went, okay, I don't have any, like, quote-unquote good cards. I don't have any bombs. I don't have anything to build around. I don't have anything that, you know, I've just got this pile of cards. And I put them together and I just went, okay, I'm just going to build the best deck that I can. And I built just, like, a red-green aggressive deck. I had a, a couple of the – I had a full playset, actually, of four copies of the 3-1 that uh, – with pack tactics. So if you get – if you attack with creatures with power 6 – or greater it gets first strike and you know some removal spells and and you know just a couple of big green beaters at the top end and uh you know squeezed out a six three i lost to people with playable res that drew them uh that, hap- that happens uh actually what <laughs> the, the in that sealed i uh, in game uh in the it was best of one so yeah in the in that game they played this the hasty dragon with fire breathing and then they also had the green thing that doubled the power and toughness is that the one where if its power goes to 20 it deals 20 damage yeah yeah but they went they played a thing that made a treasure maybe the the halfling innkeeper uh, and then turn 3 they played the the ogre the 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 gray ogre the sorry the hill giant that which is an ogre, which is very confusing. Uh, that makes treasures, <laughs> and they they attacked me, and they rolled a twenty, and so they made three treasures. And then the next turn, they played the dragon, and then they attacked the ogre, rolled a second twenty. Nice, then, yeah. <laughs> then used all of that uh, to to pump the dragon, then double its power and toughness, and just kill me on the you know the turn before I could you know attack them back with my three one first strikers for the win. So. Uh, well played, random opponent who rolled two twenties in a row. Like you got me. Uh, but nice work finding that line and just playing to it. I- I've got to get to this fourth lane <laughs> this is, and this roll is two twenties. It was literally like, yeah, I had them dead unless they rolled a twenty. Like it's like I'm five yeah. percent to win the game here. Let's go, and and they got there. So well done. Like I wasn't even mad. It was just like you know what, like you can have the 
you can have the nice and then you can have the good game emote. And, you know, I don't use the emote so often, but that definitely warranted it. Uh, and, and the draft experience is really good as well. Uh, I've, I've had a couple of two ones and one three Oh in the, in the, in the drafting. Uh, I've been doing the, um, the, the traditional draft one and yeah, it's been, been, been really, really good. It's a, it's a fun experience. It's really diverse. And, uh, if you haven't played this limited format, uh, highly recommend it. It should be available for gold shortly like i've been using a few few of my gems getting getting into that but that's what i save my gems for that's how i generally uh collect cards build your collection yeah yeah exactly it's a it's it's a really fun way to build your collection and uh but you know gems equal cash so it should be available for gold very shortly and if you haven't drafted this set i recommend it if you're new to drafting relatively new to drafting it's a really good set to draft because there's no crazy hinky combos that you need to know about. It's just a good draft set and it's it's really well balanced in the colors. So just draft what's open and chances are you'll have a good deck and, and you'll have a good experience. So yeah, play some D&D. One of the things that would help with that as well from the core set perspective is that it, it's not as keywordy as some other sets. Like And even the keywords that it does use, because um, they, cause they rely so heavily on the italicized, the flavor text keywords... Um, all the cards tell you exactly what they do on the card. You yeah. don't have to hover over it to bring up a keyword like the pack tactics. It always explains if you attack with six power or more. And that's about one of the only things I can think of that is even remotely close to a traditional keyword ability. So it's uh, it sounds like it'd be a very um, like really good way to balance being a core set and introducing new players while still being a challenging and robust limited set for experienced players. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they've got the... Uh, they've got... They've got that balance right. I think so. So it certainly feels that way in the early weeks. Maybe there's something looming that other people are, you know, they've figured it out that I haven't yet. But uh, yeah, I think it's great. So yeah. Uh, do you draft a lot, Ash, when you uh, when a new set comes out or are you more of a constructor player? I save anything with drafts or limited until I get to my pre-releases. I like to be shocked and surprised, but I have... I opened a few packs on Arena because as the mastery pass, you don't get a choice in what packs you get. <laughs> I was thinking of drafting it or sealed, but uh, I don't have the gold because I spent it all on um, Strixhaven booster packs. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the cast, but we may have a we, – we've got a, a stream planned for this week and – Depending on how things go, we may end that stream, the official part of that stream, then just jump into some sealed deck or a draft as well because uh, Stu and I have both been enjoying it a lot. So it seems like a good excuse. So watch Sounds this good. space. Yep. Cool. So the recommendation is definitely draft it, Chewy. It's a good good draft format and good set to draft. Yeah, 100%. I've really been enjoying cool. it. And rather than saying I need to draft because I need to build my collection, I've just yep. I've genuinely You're been excited. It. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't think happen. I've drafted the last four or five sets. <laughs> I, was, I was the same as you. I, I used the drafting early on. As soon as it went to gold for the drafts, I would draft a heap just to build collection and uh, get those wild cards and uh, just haven't the last last few sets. So maybe I'll have to jump in on this one. It sounds sounds a bit more my skill level for uh, for drafting with the it, it almost core set sort of uh, basic stuff. Well, just, I mean, uh, you, pick, you pick could just go to your... 
go to your fundamentals. Uh, you know, we did an article go, in go our back Evergreen. And listen. Yeah, yeah go back exactly. And listen to whatever Evergreen episode that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we did one on building your mana base and and one yeah. on bread. So there's some there's some quality Magic Beans content in the library already for you. Well, there's always quality Magic Beans content. What are you talking about, Chewy? Uh, I guess I didn't need to qualify that. It's just a straight statement. That is 100%. Yeah. Uh, so what I've been looking forward to is, uh, you know, as I've said, building my collection up, which is a great way to to get those rares and uncommons and, and those constructed commons, which is, you know, leads into the the next, you know, constructed format. You know, the, the it's a very big standard format currently, uh, but rotation is looming. Everyone's pretty pumped about that. But... Yeah, uh, it's nice to have the cards in your collection and not have to spend some wild cards when you actually want to build a constructed deck. Mm. We, so yeah, is- we we do we do as you said, Chewie, We do have it's we're at the biggest point of standard, so we have the most sets in standard, uh, which yeah makes often normally it makes standard quite interesting because there's a lot of powerful stuff and you can do a lot of good things. But I think unfortunately we're we're all at the point where it's like, yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of over this standard and I want Eldraine to rotate. But we've still got a few months before that happens and there's going to be events to play, not not just events of, of ours in the Magic Bean tournament series, uh, but other events and, you know, potentially in-person paper events, things like that. So we thought we'd have a bit of a look at how the standard format is shaping up in week one. Uh, I've been playing uh, some standard this week. I think I've played more Magic in the last week and a half than I have in the last two months, not not including uh, Beans League matches and things like that. Uh, just, just finally decided to get back into it. Even Cracker has been uh, grinding some standard letter with uh, a... Multiple copies of Draco Lich in his, uh, yes, in his yes. deck list. So I mean, I'm all I'm all the way up to Silver Three. That's how much <sighs> magic I feel. Shut the front door. <laughs> this is a perfect uh, time for for Reese to uh, get on his uh, his high and mighty pedestal and tell us about how he made Mythic last season. Yeah, uh, two, right, two months ago, mate. Standard expert. What are you, uh, what Oof. are we seeing in the standard metagame uh, in week one of the D&D set? Okay, so we could just call it a day and say, if your deck was good before D&D, it is still good. Um, <laughs> yes, and- I've, I have been playing Team of Adventures. <laughs> um, dust you hands, we're to all be good. fair, you could have said that before Strixhaven came out as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's true. Yep. Uh. But so there is a couple of things that have sort of repositioned themselves in the metagame, sort of we notice pushing itself back up. Um, I guess the one thing you could say, the early impact of the new set is it's more of a, dun- a Dodgeons and Dragons new thing. Sorry, <laughs> Chew, I tried to try my best. That, no, um, I, the, I approve wholeheartedly. So Loyal Warhound is is pushing decks like the Winota deck uh, um, back up. That card is quite excellent. That's the one that fetches up a Plains? Yeah. Um, yep. Poppy of the White Orchid. Yep. So, and despite not having that much, only the pack leader... Stompy's coming, having a bit of resurgence as well. That might be more of a positioning thing than specifically a Dungeons and Dragons set thing. And Is It Dragons is still good now with over a hundred percent more dragon content. Uh, <laughs> it has Imrith Desert Doom and is also adding Dragon's Fire. So Imrith Desert Doom for short is the uh, three blue blue five for five five flyer that has Ward Four if it's untapped and. Uh, Draws a card when it hit. Uh, it's the loot. It's the yeah, draws a card sort of, or draws sort of, of Ojitai card. It's the new sort of new version of Dragon Lord Ojitai. Yeah, I'm I, think I just got this card from the commander set from um from Josh and Pat actually for 
my fiance's commander deck. It's the draw three cards, then draw. If someone has more, draw the difference. There's a anyway. Um, it, yeah, it's that effect. So draw more yep. cards if you have less cards. And it's a five mana five five fly with ward yeah, four. Yeah, with, with with ward four when it's untapped, which is just excellent on its own right. Yeah, I have lost to this in limited. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine it, it, it beats a lot of people in limited that card. The other one that I didn't see coming in actually seems quite good now that it's pl- now the deck is actually playing more physical dragons is Dragon's Fire, which is uh, a deal uh, deal three to a creature or planeswalker for one red. But as an additional cost, you may reveal a dragon card, and if you do, it deals damage equal to the dragon's power instead. So that deck's playing Goldspan Dragon, Imrith. Already as you was playing Gold Street, yeah, and, and playing Galazeth. Uh, so it was already playing six or seven dragons, now playing close to ten, plus this new new dragon instant. So um, that that seems even better now and shores up like it's it, it can it's much better now at killing the with Imarith Desert Doom. It can kill a Lovestruck Beast for fun. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, that's actually a, a really important thing to you know killing Love Lovestruck Beast is a. Uh... Uh, anything yeah. with mountains in it can be a uh, an, an issue for um, well, love struck beast can be an issue for them. Uh, the you mentioned the stompy deck and the uh, the werewolf pack leader is kind of a card I read in the uh, in this you know preview season and I didn't know whether it was going to be any good or not. Look, a two mana three three, sure, like that that seems okay. <laughs> Should be good. Yeah, yeah, but like, I, I didn't realise how good the, the pack tactics or how easy the pack tactics um, would be to trigger. So, I, yeah, I think this card's legitimately good. I kind of like looked at it a bit and I was like trying to judge how good it was and I thought this is kind of too much text for me to be able to judge it without playing it. And then I thought, you know what, I think I'm just overthinking this. 3-3 three, three for 2 is really good, no matter what. Like, it, it, it's bonus bonus fries or we're in Australia, bonus chips. <laughs> The, all the text on it it's just extra stuff it's great so so to be clear is bonus chips like an extra one or is that like at the bottom of your bag of Maccas or kfc when you find those chips and you're like bonus <laughs> chips right that's the... the correct answer to that question is yes yeah which okay, sort yeah. of chips yeah. are you referring to <laughs> chips trips for those non-australians listening chips refers to a whole bunch of different things chips is just a general term for some sort potato of based. potato yeah yeah yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah. and so that's about, yeah, as I said, so uh, you're either playing, if you're playing new cards, it's a dog or a dragon, and if your deck was good before Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, it's still good. Uh, the one thing that I haven't seen yet that I'm expecting to see a bit more of as the format evolves is the Manlands from the set, I think, are being criminally underplayed at the moment, and expect to see that. I think the ones in pretty much all the colours that I can think of off the top of my head with all the text that they do, except I don't, I don't know what the white one does, but it's white, so it's probably bad. They're all good, uh, and if you can fit them in, do so. Yeah, I think it's a uh, if you're a multicolored deck, particularly if you're a three colored deck, you can probably make yeah, room for, for those. Uh, just faceless haven and snow mana bases in in monocolored decks, it's pretty hard to displace that. Uh, but it's certainly they're certainly really powerful, and you know creature learns have been you know when they've been in a format, they generally get played. So yeah, I agree. I expect to see that. Um, I had an opponent play the blue one against me, and he never actually activated it, but it was terrifying. Yeah, it's makes like threat- a five 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 giant or something like that with ward. It's and seven, I was like, seven, ward, seven. Ward. Yeah. seven seven. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Ash, have yep. you ever played with a card called Treetop Village? 
Nobody I'll be does still my beating familiar. heart. Oh, it, it's it's when I when I think creature <laughs> Reese land. Reese is getting excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I because I'm I'm of a similar vintage to Reese. So uh, the uh, yes, I've, vintage. I've, that's that's the term for you. It's a taps for green comes into play tapped and it's one and a green and it becomes a three three ape with trample. So really efficient creature land and you know, one of one of the one of the best ever. And it's, um, yeah, I'm, uh, the other, these lands seem, you know, on par. They all do different things, obviously, but they, they all seem of that, if not more powerful. So, uh, coming to play untapped in certain situations early in the game and the activation cost is a little higher, but you, you're getting more for it. So I, th- I think there's a trade off there. It's, what, uh, the term is more bang for your buck. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. So you can still play your two drop. On, on curve, which is great because we've all been, there's always a risk with comes into play. We saw that with the, you know, Celestial Colonnade and the, what was the 3 2 uh, unblockable guy and the, the Raging Ravine, that cycle. Yep. Uh, we've all lost games because they come into play tapped, but we've all won games because they become a, become a legitimate threat. Uh, and these. Yeah, well, you, just, you just look at Faceless Haven and see how good that is after post board wrath. Yeah, exactly, exactly. For the cost of it being colourless and having to play Snowlands, uh, it's not a, not a great cost. And that's, uh, that's I think, people need to play with the new ones for it to displace yeah. uh, the Faceless Haven. And there'll be, you know, in mono red, I, I think, you know, Faceless Haven's probably better than the red one. But no, the bugbear one's out. You, you're underrating the... Bu- I was going to say before, it's more, more, more bang for your bugbear. That card's uh, okay. real good. <laughs> <laughs> we have Reese on all the time. I like him. That's good. No. <laughs> we can't have two people that do this. Uh, I've, just, I've, I've already hit my limit. I've had two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. I feel like I can't now say that, you know, puns are a real bugbear for Shorty. That I, I feel like because oh, you've no. already used that. So. All right. And the Ash one. and Shorty podcast. And <laughs> yeah. so let's finish this one off. Um, so you said uh, Winoda... Is, uh, is coming back. I've played against Winoda a bit uh, this week and, yeah, it's picked up the, the Loyal Warhound, as you said, uh, which is the, the two-drop dog, 3-1 Vigilance that goes and fetches you up at planes if you've got less lands than your opponent. Uh, works really good. It's a good creature and it uh, obviously triggers Winoda as well. So, yep, you can see why that would have slotted straight in. The other card I've seen it picking up is the Flame Skull, which Ooh, yeah. I completely... When we oh, spoke oh. about the D&D set... Well, I don't know whenever that was last week. Was that the last time we did previews on D&D? Um, I completely missed this card and completely forgot about it. It's a card that has my name written all over it. And uh, so I'm going to read it out because we, uh, we didn't read it out. So it's one red red for a 3-1 with flying skeleton. And it's literally just a burning skull head, uh, which is exactly what you picture when you say flame skull. Uh, can't block. Who cares about blocking? And it That's has- not red. Rejuvenation, which is just one of the uh, the flavor words. Uh, when it dies, exile it. If you do, exile the top card of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play one of those cards. So you can either uh, play the the flame skull, and then the other card remains exiled, or you can play the other card, and then the flame skull will remain exiled. Oh. So it's it's a recursive threat, uh, effectively for for red decks. Uh, obviously works well in Winota as well, being a three-drop that is a non-human. Uh, so you can play that on your turn three and then 
drop a node on turn four and, and get that extra trigger. And uh, yeah, having that clause, the light up the stage clause where it's you can play it until the end of your next turn is actually really, really good. So uh, yeah, been interested to give this one a crack in mono red. I don't know if it, probably at the moment, it's probably not good enough to play in the, in the current mono red. I think that list is fairly well set and adding an extra three drop is probably not really what you want. This would have to be better than Annex, right? Yeah, which it is not. Yeah. No. So not not with um, Embercleaves, but... Uh, it's still so, good with Embercleave. I mean, it becomes a 4-4 four, four flying double strike, so... Yeah, that is that is true. So yeah. You can't go wrong with Embercleave. You cannot go wrong. No, like, Embercleave unless, and, Unless like, you draw three or four of them and covers, you have no right? creatures. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't even need, doesn't need, to, need to have power. It gives it a power. Yeah, exactly right. right. Exactly. So um, so two things about this, this card. First of all, I'm really looking forward to the altars with the Nicolas Cage terrible movie yes. character. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I'm, I'm interested. So for the, uh, a little peek behind the curtain, uh, we've got our webcams on so we can uh, not talk over to each other too much in this. And just over Ash's left shoulder is a like six foot tall banner of Chandra, like the stained glass. Is that, thing. Is that, is that what that yeah. is? I was wondering it, what that was. Yeah. It, 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 we, it need, looks we need like, Blaster Boy on. It looks incredible. In love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that tells that tells me that uh, that Ash is probably a fan of playing mountains. Uh, are you excited by this card? I am. I'm probably going to get a handful of copies for my mini mono red deck. <laughs> many mono red decks. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> yeah, across different formats, of course. But I, I can see I can see this being played in historic. Uh, it, it's good enough for I, I don't know if it's got a home yet, but on just on rate, this card's good enough for historic. I think I'm not sure if it quite makes it into modern, but I think it's going to be a, a great card in standard and and will show up in in historic uh, in some capacity. So yeah, I, I think this is great. Uh, Reese, I'm sorry, but your control deck's probably going to lose to this at some point. Incorrect, actually. I, <laughs> not, not incorrect. That I, would, I would definitely lose to it, but like, don't don't apologize. Like, one of the one of my guilty pleasures is taking mono red and turning it into a control deck. And I like to play big red slow decks. And yeah, this nice. will this will be excellent. And it's a source of card advantage, possibly, or it's recursive. Like, if Arclight chi- if Arclight Phoenix is bin chicken, this is dead chicken. I, I I didn't realize this brought itself back. Apparently, I must have stopped reading before the bracket text at the end of the card. <laughs> but um. That card's excellent. Yeah, it is really good. Uh, reprint Arc Slogger, Reese. Uh, yes. Y- yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weep tears of joy. I'm <laughs> getting emotional. Um, five men of four fives. Just love them. Uh, so, yeah, Shorty, I, I think there's probably one we missed in preview season or perhaps it yeah, was definitely. preview quite late. Yep. Uh, but this card is obviously good and, yeah, has a home in Winota and will probably show up in, in a number of decks, particularly post-rotation. Yep. Uh, so uh, what's, uh, what are, like, has who else has been playing Standard since uh, since the new set? What are, what are you guys seeing? Ash, have you given it a crack yet? I, I've kind of given it a crack. I have been facing Rogue. Okay. My condolences. Yeah. <laughs> There's a five-cost Rogue that basically... Whatever, like creature or or something, they can just pick it out from your graveyard. Ah, oh, Zarath Sand. Yeah, uh, yeah, that one. Rogue Jitsu it in and <laughs> yeah. it deals damage oh, to so you. Slogs uh, is making a comeback. Yep, yep. 
that's what I've seen. But, you know, they randomly give, you know, different decks. Yep. What have you been playing yourself? Gruel Trample. Okay. Is is a little thing I've whipped up. Um, I've done it a few times in sort of arena tournaments, so it kind of works. Yep, big but dudes in Ember Cleaves. Yeah, yeah. Recently, I've gone on to um, red, white, sort of angel clerics. Okay. And um, I also have a red, white one based on the bird advisor that'll bring it back. So you cast something like Run Amok, and you have four open. So you cast Run Amok, goes to grave, and then you can bring it back and cast it again. Oh, is that the bird advisor that um, if you bring back an instant that you don't target your own creature with, it costs a billion more? Yeah, yes. it's got the zero yeah. mana activation, but if it yeah, targets yeah, yeah. him, it costs like eight more or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that card seems like it's just waiting to be broken. I just, I'm not smart enough to yeah. figure that one out. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that is the perfect way to express it. I'm- yeah. <laughs> that is a true statement, yeah. <laughs> what have you been seeing, Reese? Um, so I have been trying trying to turn Gretchen, the blue-green 2404, Gretchen Titchwillow. I'm trying to, it's become my fetch at the moment. I'm trying to make it a thing, but it's <laughs> not really. Um, Shorty's looking real pain right now. That wasn't a pun. That was a reference. I know what the reference is. <laughs> I think that card's really good. Like, it's a it's a slower, but like obviously more recursive version of, um, I've forgotten the name, the four mana blue-green card that draw two cards, play land. It, like, I think it's. Oh, yeah, yeah. From uh, Strixhaven. Yeah, so I think it's yeah. a like a, a way to the, just the, grind the out card advantage. Spiral. Yeah, I, I think with that that kind of card or that specific card, Reese, it's more format dependent on whether how how well that card. Eureka moment is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah, so you you thought of it and you had a re- Eureka moment. I remember the name of the card. Yeah. Uh, so if the format's grindy and there are like you know traditional mid range matchups, that card's going to be great. But at the moment. There's uh, the emergent ultimatum, and yeah, it's it's terrible against way ultimatum. Too many things. Yeah, there's just more I win buttons rather than grinding out a win, and I think we have to wait for rotation for that card to really have its opportunity. But I also think it'll be good against there. like if mono red comes back to being a dominant deck because it's two mana with four on the butt. It's um, it's yeah, good against it's good mono red. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Definitely. And then yeah, just having that uh, that mana sink to yeah, get exactly. you over the top drawing cards and putting putting extra land drops on that um yeah gets you to that next level where you can you know start uh Alron's epiphanying and and things like that and then mono red just goes yeah okay i'm done i've, I've had enough i'm, I'm not that's pretty this much exactly like i i just i made my own build of team of adventures which is slightly slower but a bit more biased towards counter spells so i've okay. got that as a just i just put it in there as a one-off like if i happen to draw it and i'm mana flooded you know instead of going on the Magic Beans Discord and blaming the Shuffler, I'm going to put the Mana Flood into something useful. <laughs> I'm definitely not subtweeting no, every, no anyone does who does that, that in, the, in the Discord. <laughs> uh, what have you been seeing uh, a lot of? What have you been going up against? Um, people, a lot of people trying to force uh, um, a venture into the dungeon. I've like The very okay. first matchup I played... I haven't uh, seen in, one of those decks yet. Yeah, the very first game I played against in after the set dropped was someone who just went turn two... Uh, like the triple modal card where you can destroy it, like you find a, a a weird idol or something and you can destroy it or take its eyes and the eyes is venture into the dungeon. Okay. And so That's they were just... deep. Yeah, wow. 
Yeah, so it was a lot of that, and I'm seeing a lot of the 3-3 three, three for 4 when it enters the battlefield or attacks you venture into the dungeon. So a lot of people trying to make dungeons work, which I think is might be the way to be. Particularly, I, I would expect to see a bit more of that in the 2022 queues, because yeah. I think just having a decent deck with free stuff, like fair free stuff, unlike Rogues, which has a decent deck and broken free stuff, <laughs> that's going to be where you want to be in the new format. Not holding a grudge at all against rogues. It just gets mill for free. I don't understand. It's a perfectly good tempo deck and it gets mill for free. And- ah! yeah. <laughs> uh, Chewy, how are you uh, finding standard? Uh, not as diverse as I'd like. I'm really keen for Eldraine to go. That uh, Full disclosure, I've been playing Team Adventures. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's still, you know, the traditional mono red deck, still the... Uh, the Saltai Ultimatum deck still still getting around uh, with just that you know little bit of garnish that is the uh, the the newer newer cards. So uh, you know existing archetypes as we've seen with the deck list that we spoke about ex- existing archetypes getting an upgrade uh, and that's great. I'm happy to see that, but uh, I'm I'm really keen for rotation that we can actually see some new archetypes come up because I, I think there's enough going on in. In, in Strixhaven and in D and D, that just it's just not as good as you know either Theros or um, or Eldraine. So it's just it's not worth playing. But I'm I'm actually looking forward to a lower powered standard. I, I generally am. I'm, I, I think a lot of people are overseeing the same cards over and over again. And I guess part of the the draw to limited is, you know, I'm, I like playing magic. I'm enjoying playing magic, enjoying playing magic, but I'm not enjoying standard right now. So, yeah, yep. Make it's gonna be a new experience, um, not just seeing one your, your opponent cast one particular card and instantly going cog concede. Exactly. Yep. Like I'm, I'm over it. <laughs> so, give us something new and. Uh, yeah. Uh, what about you, Shorty? Have you just been ember cleaving people or you've been... No, nah, no. Nah, so, yeah, same as you. I've been playing Team Adventures basically for the last... Well, since the set dropped. Uh, I was playing it just before uh, the new set came out and then the new set came out and I went, well, there's not really any reason to not be playing this deck. It's still very powerful and I don't have to spend wild cards on uh, decks that are probably not going to end up being very good. So, been running that. I have seen some new decks uh the first few matches i played in the new format were actually against mill decks uh, and that was interesting uh, not not rogues decks they were playing ruin crabs and things like that but uh yeah got got milled out a few times that was good fun um and i've come up against a few goblin decks so there is the hobgoblin uh, oh, i've been from- trying to make that work i want it to work so bad yeah and there's that and there's one other goblin so there's the Hobgoblin Bandit Lord, which is a three, a one red, red, two, three, other goblins you control get plus one, plus one. So it's a Goblin Lord, which is good. And it's got red tap, Hobgoblin Bandit Lord deals damage equal to the number of goblins that entered the battlefield under your control this turn to any target. So it is Krenko Mob Boss's new best friend, surely. Yeah, yeah, in historic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, probably not so much in, in standard. So there's that. There's the other Hobgoblin, Hobgoblin Captain, one in a red, uh, 3-1, and that's got the pack tactic. So when you attack with power, total power 6 or greater, gains first strike till end of turn, and then just a bunch of other random goblins that have sort of already been in, in standard as well. So it, it seems okay, but it doesn't seem as good as just the same mono red that we've been playing for a while. So 
maybe again after rotation uh, it might be powerful enough and maybe that will become the default mono red deck that we see uh, post rotation i'm not expecting gob- many goblins to come out in the innistrad sets i don't think goblins exist on innistrad could could be wrong but uh yeah yeah there's some groundwork that's been New laid creature there and- type goblin eldrazi <laughs> goblin vampires yeah goblin yeah. werewolves why not <laughs> um but yeah it's, as as you said it's uh the standard is stale and and we know that and it's unfortunate we're going to be playing it for a couple of months but uh i guess that means you don't have to burn wild cards to build build new decks you can just keep jamming what you got so a way to make standard less stale is to play for something significant and and something uh, something that is bigger than just the ladder trying to get from you know silver to gold and gold to platinum and you know maybe get paired against Reese up in mythic somewhere. But uh, so what, where would what we is, do a thing like that? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Free wins. That's why we do it. Uh, so what 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 could possibly be coming up that that is there's some stakes. Give us something to play for, Shorty. What do we got? Some juicy oh, steaks. Some, yeah, I was going to say, you're, gonna, you're offering to cook us some steaks, eh? Ooh, sounds, sounds pretty good. No, we do. Uh, we have the next instalment in the Magic Beans tournament series, which is our D&D League. Or D&D Arena League. Kind of have to specify that because I'm sure there is such a thing as a D&D League where you play D&D in a league form. I don't know. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that's kicking off. So we're recording this Thursday night, and that is kicking off tomorrow night. Friday night, uh, we'll be doing the live stream draw that we've been doing for ages now, where basically every league we do, we do the live stream, get out the uh, the sorting hat. I think, uh, what did Cracker say? He's using a bag of holding this time. Yeah, so we the, had gone the from the Teferi's yep. puzzle box to the sorting hat in Strixhaven. Now we've got the bag of holding, so. Yep, yep. yep. <laughs> So uh, I believe uh, all of us here on the cast tonight are all signed up for this league. Pretty pretty excited. Hopefully, Ash, you can uh, get a win on the board this time. Yeah, that would be that would be very nice. <laughs> I'm sure uh, I'm sure you'll get put into Chewie's group and you'll get an easy win there. So you, you'll be fine. Although I think there's there's been a little bit of a rivalry going on between uh, you, Reese, and Ash with the. Uh, who gets to announce the the pod day on the yeah, on the podcast? Bit of, bit so of banter, bit of banter. There, so <laughs> we might have to try and tee it up so you're both in the same group and you can go head to head and see who's actually the uh, the rightful owner to shout out the pod day when it uh, when it turns. Well, up. If, if if Ash starts getting um, her beans league wins, then all all I was complaining about was that I um, I was the original person who was terrible consistently in beans leagues. <laughs> And then I, I couldn't have that anymore, and then, then I couldn't even have pod day. I don't get anything of my own. So once Ash starts winning, then you know I can she can have pod day, and I'll have um I'll have sucking in the legs. Yeah, we'll we'll do what we did last season. Uh, instead of you winning, I'll just win our match. Hey. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm I'm already one up in this series, aren't I? Oh, this is excellent. Yeah. I'm re- I'm retiring from the bands league. So so J Mud, if you're listening, uh, I think we need similar to the. Uh, the beans points uh, table that you've got maybe a, an, an Ash versus Reese uh, table as well. I'm sure and- that the uh, the stats he's already got there. We could pretty easily pull up the uh, the win rate uh, between those two. Uh, Absolutely, would, wouldn't be too hard Right, right now, it, it's it's basically zero one. One, one match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've lost. <laughs> that that was the last league in Group Stew. Yes. If you guys yeah. do happen to get paired, uh, we we absolutely need to stream. 
your your match as well. So uh, we'll do that as one of our midweek streams just to uh, to get that that happening and maybe some interviews, some lead up. We can do a bit of a uh, make it a bit of an event. So what we would need to do is, you know, if you guys were in the WWE and you had your entrance song, we need to get that teed up as well. So start thinking about that. Uh, all right. So, yeah, this uh, the league will kick off. So by the time you listen to this podcast, it'll be too late to register for this league. But uh, if you late, right. don't, don't know about it, uh, yeah, technically too late right now. Uh, if you want to get in on our future ones, there will be one more league this year, the, the Innistrad Set League, which is going to be a bit of an awkward league with the two sets being released. We're, we're waiting to see the dates on that and how we're going to schedule that. But there'll be another historic event and then another uh, league to come. So, yeah, definitely get in on those. They're a lot of fun. And the yeah, the live draw streams are always always good fun bit of banter going on in the chat that sort of thing so tune in for that tomorrow night it's but yeah we're up to thing ever and we've got yes how many do we have in we our are now like 56 56 so this is our record for uh league entrance 56 players which actually makes it a little bit awkward for uh, how we break up the the leagues and the groups are a little bit too big but that's you, okay you it's a good a good problem now. to have I'll, well, I'll be in charge of this fifth group. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we can uh, have yeah. Sprout Group A and Sprout Group B. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we're, we're, what we're hoping for is if we can tip over 60 players, we can get to the point where we can have more groups and then, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely need some new team captains. But we're in a bit of an awkward phase. So if you're listening out there and you haven't joined in these leagues, definitely join the next one because they're a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, get get those numbers up. So yeah, that'll kick off as soon as the uh, live draw finishes, and we like enter you all into your groups. Do the admin side on the back end, and yeah, you'll have four weeks to play the round robin matches, and then we'll be cutting to the finals as we've done in the past, and then yeah, doing some doing streams and streaming the actual uh, top eight finals. So always a lot of fun. Five hundred over five hundred bucks in cash and prizes. Thanks to Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. So pretty good free entry, a lot of fun. You get to meet awesome people and, uh, yeah, play some magic. So have some fun bringing friends tomorrow. to the next one. So that way if Definitely. we if we do break, break 60, we can bring Polly Waffle and the Blaster Boy back in from the wilderness. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Polly Waffle's beard looks like he's been in the wilderness. So that's it about as wilderness does. as he gets. But, no, uh, haven't, yeah, haven't seen Blaster Boy forever, so he might actually be in the wilderness. Who knows? <laughs> He's on the other side of the Westgate, so it's basically the wilderness. But yeah, yeah, yep. uh, it would be it would be great to to crack sixty in our next league. It's really exciting, and it's uh, amazing to see things grow. And I mean, it's a free league with prizes and five hundred bucks worth of cash and prizes given away. But that doesn't include the weekly giveaways that we do, and then the giveaways on stream and, and such. So it's just value. Like if you're playing Magic anyway, like. Might as well just tack on extra value and, and come play with us. So uh, if you're listening to this, you're not in our Discord, you're not in our leagues, get on it. Uh, it also builds into our uh, our invitational because it's all part of our tournament series. And, you know, the, the top players or the winners of previous leagues. So even if you've never played before, you could just spike the Innistrad League and get a seat at the table at our invitational. And that is well over... A thousand dollars worth of cash and prizes, close to fifteen hundred, and we've started some discussion. More, more not going to, yeah, not going to give anything away. Yeah, absolutely. With what we're talking about today, not going to give anything away. No announcements yet, but there could definitely be something very unique, very sweet, very spicy as our prize for the uh, 
for the uh, invitational. So hashtag hype. Uh, it's uh, it's definitely <laughs> worth tuning in for because it's going to be pretty awesome. So it's hype. Should- it's sweet and it's spicy. Can I make a guess? It's a Ooh. sachet of McDonald's stage one sauce. <laughs> Just a bottle of sriracha. That's it. That's it. that's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On that note, let's uh, let's wrap yeah. this thing up. So uh, yeah, if uh, before we get into the uh, the final wrap up, massive thanks to uh, Dark Flame Ash and Reese for joining us tonight, or, or Ties as you are also known. Uh, I hope you guys have had fun, and we'll definitely be looking to uh, do some more. Uh, streaming of the league matches throughout the next few weeks. So if you guys are keen on jumping in and doing some more commentary, we would love to have you. Thank you very much for having having us, having me. Been an honor. Is there anything you would like to shout out? I know, Reese, you do a bit of streaming. Do you want to give your stream a shout out? Yeah, I, uh, I stream um, usually Thursday nights um, and then periodically when the missus isn't using the Wi-Fi um, over on AU. And I also, if you're into esports, write for... Um, if I do say so myself, Australia's leading esports publication in Snowball Esports, so check us out there too. Very good. So that's Twitch for your streaming and Twitter yes. for the uh, Snowball Esports. Very good. Yes, yep, correct. go and look up. Or, or yep, Google us on Google Snowball Esports, you'll find us yep. everywhere. Ash, anything you want to shout out? Um, I want to shout out, uh, basically, I have invited a bunch of players. Some of them that I have seen are already signed up for the league. Um, I appreciate them just come in aboard you know i guess and thanks guys for having me on <laughs> really <laughs> no worries to have you. yeah our pleasure ash and uh, welcome to everybody who has uh has joined us uh yeah i hope you stick around hope you have fun and i'm looking forward to battling uh on our uh in our next league so uh and you know tell your friends tell your fr- free free league prizes come on get in it so it's it's great but uh yeah it's it's great and we appreciate you uh beating the drum for the bean sash so it's uh, absolutely our pleasure to have you on very good all right so usual wrap up uh yeah if you're not in our discord that is the best place to be to get in on all the stuff that we do it's and just, just the best know. place to be well, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, just to be part of our awesome community as as uh, the people here on the podcast are. So, uh, yeah, definitely come and join us in there. The link for that's in the show notes. There's also a link in the show notes for our merch store if you want to get some uh, Magic Beans gear, mugs, hoodies, T-shirts, uh, enormous mouse pads, which I believe you have, Reese. I do. I've got a mug, yeah. mug and a mouse pad, and I am intending to buy a second mouse pad so that work. Um, Sarah and I can use them as playmats. I've just doxed nice. my fiancé. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> um, for our command, our aforementioned, aforementioned commander decks. Very good. So yeah, plenty of stuff you can pick up in there, and yeah, that just goes to support us directly. Uh, if you want to support our sponsors who su- support us, uh, go and check out Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Uh, you can just type that into Google jpmtgbazaar.com.au, and that will link you to the Facebook auction group, and you can join the group and get in on their daily auctions. And then when you win, let them know that the bean sent you. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All of those places we are either magic beans or magic beans cast just search us up you'll find us on there if you want to find me on twitter i am at peace inc chewy you are at chewy mtg and reese you are at ties underscore au and ash i don't even know if you're on twitter i am i'm ek mer or something i forgot what i was (laughs) very i was like i have all these different accounts i'll I'll make a new one up there you go i'll make a new one up very good all right so yeah thanks uh everyone for listening as always stay safe out there and we will see you all next time kisses